passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Pocono doubleheader is in the books, and it's time for Door Bumper Clear. I'm Brett Griffin, and today we'll talk Kyle Larson losing Saturday's race in the final corner, Sunday's race coming down to the wire on fuel mileage, and Bubba Wallace and Freddie's first top five of the season. Let's kick it. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup Car. The one truck, and uh, believe it or not, Casey's still here. Ooh, two weeks in a row. Brett Griffin spotter this weekend for Jeb Burton on Saturday as Freddie's backup spotter, I guess. Uh, and then I've got Mr. A.J. Amendinger in the Cup Series. Hey, what's up? Freddie Kraft spotter for Bubba Wallace. Jeb Burton, Derek Krause. Overall, pretty good weekend. How many races did you work this weekend, Freddie? I, I did four. I did oh. four of the five. How many did you do? Did you do Three. Uh, three. You didn't do Auger Race? I wasn't there. Ah. But in the house is Casey. Hi, Case. Hello, everyone. And, of course, we can't forget Jason way Hello. back. What's up? How was your vacation? Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> well, I was going to start with Freddie. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Do you uh, I know you had to go to the bank Did this you get morning. Married you already again? got your... That's what I know. What? Are you pregnant? You to... I'm pregnant. I don't know if you noticed. I've been pregnant for a while. <laughs> About 12 years now. So did you get your top five bonus? I know TJ asked you that this morning. You had to, you were late because well, I mean, you had to go to the bank. Not yet. So. I'm getting ready to leave my house in plenty of time, and we all get a message saying, Freddie, hey, I got to go to the bank. I had to stop by the bank. I had to like, do a race. I didn't see the group me this morning. Yeah, Freddie's like, I'm going to be five or ten late. I got to run to the bank. And I was like, damn, you already get your top five bonus? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was five minutes late because I had to <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Oh, TJ, boy. I don't know who your barber is, but you got the best haircut I've ever seen you have. Did you change barbers? I had him. No, I had her go a little shorter this time. Yeah, shorter's so, better. A lot is that of times. Lego hair or <laughs> no? Not that's Eric Jones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had her go a little. So I, I did notice. I don't know. Does if she like to cut it shorter or longer? What she like to do? No, we just went one step lower on the Floby. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was leaving the studio, and I walk out there and. I look at the left front tire of her car, and that thing has hit cur- every curb you can pop. <laughs> there is not a spot on the rim next to the tire that has not hit a curb. So I'm like, wow, that's on the left side, too. So that's so I go to the other side, and I'm walking to my car, and the right side is the same way. I will never park near her. Yeah, I was going to say, don't park next to her. Yeah. So. This is your beautician? 
My beautician. Beautician. Yeah. Beautician. That's a great yeah. word. Yeah. You don't like the word beautician? I think it's great for TJ. I don't know what you call it. I mean, what, stylist? Stylist. Yeah. Stylist. Stylist. Hairstylist. Yeah. Hairstylist. We well, are hairstylist. She's out by you. I mean, or she was out by your old place. She's oh, out. Really? Dem- Denver that, in the middle of nowhere. That driving out that way right now. Fun. Re- oh That's my why I God. moved to Mooresville. I hate Jeez, it. Oh man, the traffic. One fifty. That way sucks. It, it's ridiculous out that way for sure. Do you yeah. guys all have a hairstylist or beauticians? Other girls. Mm-hmm. I have a barber. It's a bone I have to pick with Chad. I cut my own half the time. The other half I go to a barber. What do you mean? He has an obsession with his hairstylist. Like I know a few obsession. people like that. I think she Megan got. would say the same thing. But I don't, I just go to the same person Why? all the time. Like I well, won't go to you, what, what about her? I don't her? know. He says she does an amazing job. He the long. I mean, the On kid the has hair short or? hair. It cannot take that long. <laughs> he to goes to that one where they wear all lingerie, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Have you been with him? I, Have I, you gone? No, no. Nope. Are you not invited? He won't let me. One one That's time weird. though. Why should I get his haircut weekly? <laughs> <laughs> one time I uh, have his location on my phone, and he was there for legit. An Why hour. do you have his location on your phone? Well, because I don't know what he's doing on the side. He goes to these random <laughs> racetracks. Wow. He's out of the state all the time. So this is this is I'm just this kidding. Is, this is getting worse. I'm just kidding. I trust him. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna no. have a new segment. No, you're not kidding. I am kidding. <laughs> you're not kidding at all. Well, he doesn't have his location on anymore. So. No. Oh, good man. Yeah. Uh, this will be the first time that I'm going to say good job, Chad, on oh this show. <laughs> but uh, he was there for an hour and a half one time, and I looked at his location, and she st- her like place is right by a hotel. And for some reason, his location showed that he was at like a Holiday Inn I Express. I could tell you why. And I was like, <laughs> so funny. Is that, wait, that's one with hourly rates, right? Yeah, that's the one over there by... Uh... Well, either can, way... Can, this is, situation... Is Chad capable of hosting this show? Like, could he come in here and do what you're doing? He's not... He will not be coming on the oh, show. Oh, but his ever. hair will look good. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Pocono. I can probably get him to do Anyways, it. Uh, I just have to know if like guys have to have girl hairstylists. No, I got no. a guy. Apparently right. Chad does. I don't like a girl to cut my hair because they leave weight lines. Girls aren't as good at cutting hair as guys. What did you call it? A weight line? Yeah. I don't want to know what a weight line is. Yeah. TJ's doesn't Anyways, have a weight line today. Um, he looks good. So I don't how... know what a weight line is, but thank you, hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, beautician. Beautician. <laughs> how... Do you have a beautiful beautician? Oh, boy. Yeah, she's all right. Okay. Well, that- <laughs> yeah, Did you hear Jason? I heard her Jason go, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's got why, way off topic. Casey, that's why guys pick girls to cut their hair. Exactly. They want a hot beautician. Well, maybe I need to change that. Anyways, how was Pocono? Both races. I had a good weekend. I don't know about TJ. I don't know where you ended up. Uh, uh, I think we were eighth or something on Saturday, maybe. And... Same area. I think we're 10th on Sunday. Just a kind of a low-key weekend. It was okay. We got a lot of stage points on Saturday. Got a few, couple, a few on Sunday. So it's not much. Um, I don't know. We we were we were better on Saturday for sure. We made some adjustments, I think. Just some simple things that you can do because you couldn't do anything to the car, really. Um, but we were okay. I think if we could have got in the top five, we maybe could have ran up there. But we just... We kept getting in the wrong lane on restarts. We'd go down there, and a couple in front of us would get checked up. And as soon as you lift in one, there it goes. It's over. Oh, it's over. It, yeah. it would be like the top lane would probably be worth, I don't know, maybe two rows. You yeah. drove by me one time on it. We got jammed up. and Yeah. Like, uh, and, but then, like, the next time, so we 
we had our number system, whatever. So then if we were going to gain two rows, we would go to the bottom lane. And then no matter what, we go like after that, of course, we went to the bottom lane gets killed on the bottom. We get, you know, we lose 10 spots, whatever. It felt like 10. I think we ended up losing like three or four. Then you go to the top the next time and somebody ships somebody off the bottom to the top and they yep. all stop and you're like, God, that's what, what happened to us. <laughs> we went to the top on the, one of the reasons we lost like 10 spots. Yeah. We literally lost 10 spots. I couldn't believe it on Saturday, the truck race. Uh, I was spotting for Kraus and we were like 11th maybe. And I thought we were having the same situation, but it wasn't. Everybody knew it was one to go, and they just all picked the top. I started. I was eleventh on the restart. I started third. I wow. saw that. I yeah, like, yeah. So I was that. like, I, I guess take the bottom. I don't know where everybody's going. We were supposed to stay at the top that restart too, and I'm like, our number. I'm like, you gotta go to the bottom. We're going to the bottom. It's too big of a game. That happened some in the in the cup yeah, a race bit too. In the cup race. I think everyone got to they see how the top rolls, but then it gets overcrowded up there. Yeah, and then. Then you don't want to be there. A lot of rumors last week <clears throat> coming out of the garage that that Hendrick might get a slap on the wrist leading into Pocono with their noses. Did you guys notice that they were less fast? And look, I mean, Chase had some problems. He tore his car up Larson yesterday, nailed Denny in the butt, and messed his nose up. Uh, what? Ended up with a lot of tape <laughs> on it. I mean, that was terrible. But, like, but, but, did, but, but, but watching, was watching them bad. with speed, like were they any any slower than they've been or were they still dominant? I felt like they were still as dominant on Saturday. Uh, in traffic, a little bit less dominant Sunday. But I did notice, you know, we t- the biggest thing we heard was noses. You know, they were talking about they had some kind of advantage with the nose. And it's, I felt like as soon as that five got damaged to his nose Sunday, he wasn't nowhere near for what those, he was. For those that don't know, what, like, explain kind of the nose scenario. We or can't explain We it. can't explain it. We don't if, know. If it was going to get explained, a media member would have already explained it last week. But yeah. they didn't touch it. Yeah. So my question to these guys, obviously I wasn't there watching live. My question was, were they as fast as they have been at places like I don't where they, believe they were? I don't believe they were as fast. I believe I believe they were still fast, but they just um And this happens, people. Like NASCAR finds something in tech and they look at the crew chief and they say, Don't bring this back. Right, I mean, it's been going on the whole time I've been in this sport. So the, the rumor was that happened last week after Nashville, and the question is, did it slow them down? You, y'all seem to yeah. think a little bit. I, I do think it slowed them down a little bit, but I mean, it'll be hard for it to show up. Not, not Pocono, hard for it to show Pocono's, up at Atlanta. Yeah, it won't be yeah. hard for it to show up at Atlanta um, because Atlanta's going to be slick. It's going to be hot. Oh my God, it's going to be Pocono's got hot. You get off turn three, man. You can like. I didn't think they were phenomenal down the long pond straight and through the tunnel maybe, but off of three down the front stretch, yeah, I felt like they were really strong there. Yeah. I mean, we would we would come off of turn three and be five car lengths in front, and into one, he's they're diving inside of us, like still digging. So, Other than Pocono, so uh, yesterday I'm walking, park, we got to park in the competitor lot, which is in the garage, so I'm walking through the Xfinity garage, going to pop in the 10 hauler and say, hey, and a nice lady approaches me and says she wanted to introduce herself to me. And I said, oh, hi, how are you? And she said her name was Lisa Ware. And oh. I said, oh, hi, how are you? What does Lisa wear? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. And, uh, man, I think they're, they're, under the impression, they're under the impression that we don't like them, which is not true. I can understand why they won't like us because we do talk a little bit of crap about them on here. But it's it's not a dislike towards them at any means. We're just – Calling out what we see on the racetrack and and if, I mean, improve your product. I know what they're trying to do. We know what they're trying to do. They, they, they've talked about, you know, they want to come on here and defend what they're trying to do. We know what you're trying to do. We just don't like it. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's it's uh, 
it's a weird deal. I, I hate that she thinks we don't like them. I have respect for Rick. He's texting uh, her right now. Dillner's on the phone right now apologizing for what I'm about to say. <laughs> 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 but no, so it was very nice to meet you, Lisa. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again sometime. Um, I saw the race yesterday, and they went by the 53 car in that short shoot between the tunnel and turn three so fast that I thought it was a rental car on the racetrack. <laughs> and I think, Lisa, you know, I've not met you. Uh, I don't know you. I don't know really a lot of people on your team. Uh, I appreciate all the hard work your guys put in, but I think for a racing perspective, just get a faster product is what we'd like to see happen. I also got to see, I'm sure TJ did too, a ton of fans, uh, DBC fans, I should say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard, I was walking through that little short shoot, like Autograph Alley there, you know, when yeah. you're going out to the pit road, and I heard TJ sucks at least 15 times. <laughs> People just randomly There's screaming There's so many now. fans there at this racetrack. <laughs> Like there was so a, many fans. There was a great crowd both days. The campers, the campers everywhere. It was a it was a really good really good crowd. This we're weekend. back to figuring out how we're going to get out of the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, has your parking gotten worse? Oh yeah, you, uh... yeah. This is well. It's what <laughs> now. You, last week was. I'm, I'm nervous about that again. Um, but this, I mean, you got to plan accordingly. We don't just park behind the grandstands now and drive on out. It's a. Are you going on the racetrack? You taking the secret way out? You doing like it's back to them things? Can't talk about secret way out. Speaking of fans, uh, Joy Justice hit me up uh, via email and said, "Hey man, I own Sweet and Creek Brewery in Asheville. You're, I saw you're going to be in town. Love for you to come by. Probably the best craft beer I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that because he's a DBC fan. He's a huge DBC listener. He's not on Twitter, um, but man, if you guys are going to going to go to Asheville, and I told him Freddie, I'd bring you back and me, you'd empty one of his uh, big silos of beer that he's got there, but." <laughs> Uh, I'm a big brown red beer guy, and holy cow, real good beer. Real good? Real good beer, yeah. Well, before we continue on, I have a wish list of a guest that I would like to have on the show. So, Jason, you Brad need to make Pitt. this happen. Oh, yeah. That's above our Chad Bo. I could call him. pay grade. No, Chad's not allowed on the show. I would like Tony on the show, please. Tony who? Tony Stewart. Mayhoff? To talk about SRX. Tony Mayhoff? <laughs> Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Tony, where are you? Uh, no, Tony Stewart, because he, first off, is one of the coolest guys and super nice. But what he has put together with SRX is incredible. Here's I mean, what's funny about that, Casey, is NASCAR fans last year were jumping up and down, screaming, I want more short tracks. And NASCAR gives them a ro- more road courses, and SRX gives them six short tracks in a row on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Like, it's like, oh, we're listening. And, and so that's the ironic thing. But, no, I, I, to your point, um, Allison McKinney, her son, plays on my race team, and Ryan McKinney is over all their cars in terms of preparation and having them plays ready to go. Plays on your race team? or uh, <laughs> probably, baseball, sorry, plays on my baseball team. team. <laughs> okay. Um, but, man, it, uh, it's cool what they're doing, man. They're going to all these grassroots markets, and they're putting on great shows. I think Tony was toying with them at Eldora, though. Oh, he definitely was. He's been was. toying with them two weeks in a row. But just seeing, like, I, I like watching, like, behind the scenes, like, what if you're looking at an interview, what's going on behind it. Just seeing, like, their staff, how they're putting the events together. And then the coverage that Silver Crown got, not necessarily on TV, but just in general with, you know, them talking about it. Cody Swanson, too. I, I just think, like, what they're doing – to bring back people who have been in the sport for years and also some some new guys too like Haley Deegan um I just think it's so cool and it's come came together so quickly that I want Tony on the show a to talk about NASCAR but also to talk about SRX so fans tweet Tony 
everybody we can call him after the show yeah, yeah i mean, I, mean that's I used to perfect, work for the guy yeah, his number. <laughs> it's not like he's he might not be uh, happy to get i can call with. tony too so yeah. i think everybody needs to bombard tony so that he'll come on the show speaking of short track grassroots racing me and tj went and saw a hell of a race my uh, saturday night at mahoning valley speedway our buddy austin beers Rocking the T-shirt today for him for his uh, win Saturday. He did a hell of a job. It was a, I thought it was going to be a snooze fest because we got there and Matt Hirschman. If anybody knows Matt Hirschman in the modified world, knows he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of he's got to beat. He's got to beat right now in that area. Uh, too, in that right? area, he Wins had. Everything. I think t- uh, Tony. We were talking to his brother Tony, and I think he had won like nine races in a row at Mahoning Valley. And he goes out there and draws the pole the night we're going. And I'm like, Are you shitting me? Like, well, this is a waste of time to come out here. But I put that whammy on him, and he got dumped by somebody or kind of kind of let the bottom open and got himself turned around. So then it was a hell of a race. Austin and Matt both went to the back, put a tire on, busted through the field. A tire. A tire. That's one, still amazing. Just man. one. It was a right I front. Had, well, they, they switched Austin's. They took his right rear and put it on his right front. Obviously, whatever they did, it worked. Because <laughs> he started off okay in the race, and he got tight, and he fell back to like third or fourth. Obviously, he wasn't going to win, so they don't count caution laps. So he pits, and you have like a time limit in the pit area to do your work or whatever. So they go in there and pit and he comes back out of the back and then Matt and the other guy get no an issue. So they're all, all the fast cars are in the back now coming up through and they put on a good show. Tight track, man. You really know, tight track. Yeah. Like I took a video of it, but it, it may be, <laughs> they call it a quarter mile, but I don't know where they're measuring. It must be in the woods. Listen, there's a car that races there. That's, oh, that's made of, it's got fur on the whole thing of it. Wow. And it's got a trailer that, on the trailer, it's called the Wooly Bully. Wooly Bully. And it's got lettered up nice. like <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, they said it's flame resistant too or whatever. I'm like, well, if that thing catches on fire, first of all, you, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting piece. Yeah. That was sure, TJ's favorite car for the night. It was, sure. man. It kept driving by me. I, I bet you just it. smiled every time it came by. Too. <laughs> I wanted to pet it. <laughs> I wanted to pet it. I, then I realized it'll. it's never going to. It's never going to get a Harry sponsorship or a, you know, um, which again, I use my Harry's razor, Jason. It was, was, it good? It was good. Yeah. My beautician. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Mahoning was fun. I'd never been there before. A lot of, uh, it, so it was weird. I know this is kind of, Matt Hirschman gets spun out and in front of me all to the left started cheering. The whole crowd's cheering on the left side and on the right side. Everyone's standing up going, oh, yeah, they're, they're all pissed off. And I'm like, whoa, I'm right in the middle of this. So we, this is going to be bad. <laughs> I've never seen half the grandstand cheer and half the other grandstand be so mad at mad, not even – they didn't it's once like look Civil at each War. other. <laughs> right when I got there, the four-banger race started, and there was a wreck on the first lap. And this woman and this dude come running by me and Drew Herring. I can't believe Dino did that. Like, just scream, gonna. <laughs> this woman's going to rip whoever Dino was. He might have wanted to keep racing in his car that night because this one was going to – I'm like, what have we gotten ourselves into here? But it was actually a um, a very uh, very cool event, man. Like a lot of – everyone knew each other kind of, and, and you could just – the atmosphere was good. It felt good to be back at a short track and, and seeing that sort, sort of racing going on. And Austin, Austin uh, got his first win of the year and stuff too. He's one of our buddies that races in a, in a league with us too. And Yankees can be rednecks too, TJ. <laughs> Yes, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. But so, it was a good timing. Good job for Austin winning, too. It's hard it not to like night. a guy named Beers. So. I agree with that. Well, the woman goes by and goes, Beers at the trailer. I'm like, well, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Freddie left me. Yeah, that was the end of you. <laughs> Sorry. 
Before we kick off spot on, spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPack. Denny and Harrison, welcome to the OfferPack family. Thanks. Yeah, we're excited. You guys ready? You know we're ready. You know at OfferPack, we're fast too. All online cash offer in 24 hours. But we also like to make sure that each home selling experience feels special, easy, and different. You guys look awesome. OfferPack really is different. Yeah, awesome different. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. Hey, Brett, did you see the new OfferPad commercial with Denny Hamlin and Harrison Burton? Yeah, man, I did. Uh, how about that? What an awesome different commercial, just like home selling with OfferPad. Yeah, let OfferPad help you sell your home today. They make the process extremely easy so you can get it done in no time. Log on to OfferPad.com right now, request your cash offer, and OfferPad will have that offer in your inbox in less than 24 hours. OfferPad is an awesome, different home selling experience. Check it out today. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. First topic is for TJ. Spot on, spot off. Brad Keselowski makes contact and turns Cole Custer into the front stretch wall in Saturday's cup race. Uh, spot off. I mean, you know, he, those guys, I've never seen so many cars stay in line down a straightaway. Now, like you come off turn three at Pocono. Normally, if you had a big run, you took it. Not anymore. You just, you try to get to the guy in front of you and push him. And there was one time, a couple times off of three that, they come off there and like six or seven cars just lined up straight. You're like, is nobody going to make a move here? Because they were all scared to go to the bottom. So, you know, I know they're just, and even on some of them restarts, some of them guys got, Denny got a little push sideways, one, one of them restarts as well. So it's definitely tricky, and you're just trying to get all you can get and go down that straightaway as good as you can. So spot off that it happened because I know neither one of them really wanted it, and if anybody else got damaged from it. Yeah, I mean, if you if you were say there's a train of five cars and you're third or fourth in line, and you got to run a guy in front of you down the front stretch, and you dove to the bottom into one and didn't get clear, that entire line of cars was passing you off a of turn one. Like no matter what you did, it didn't matter. You could side draft all you want. You were going to the tail of that line no matter what. Um, the weird deal here for me is, and I, I this happened at Phoenix, and this is I'm not putting blame on Cole. It's just the way stuff plays out sometimes. Phoenix, we did the same exact thing to him. We turned down, tried to get underneath him to hit him in the back and, you know, right turn him in the fence. And it's like there was a hole in front of Brad and Cole began to move up. And I think when he began to move up, Brad assumed, well, he's going to fill this hole in front of me. I'm going to turn down and go underneath him because I got the big run. And Cole stopped. He didn't fill the hole. He kind of, all right, I'm not going to go up. And I think that just throws the timing off. That's what happened with Bubba. Bubba said the same thing. Bubba's like, I think I thought he was going to come up in front of me, and I was just going to turn underneath him. And then when he stopped his progress to the top, that throws your you know your timing off, and where you think he's going to be, he's not anymore. And now you're going to run in the back of him instead of go to the bottom. So obviously it's not Cole's fault. I mean, if you rear end somebody, it's your fault every time. But it's just uh, it's just something that's I've noticed a couple times now with Cole. The replay that I saw, Brad Keselowski was one thousand percent in the wrong. He had a huge run on the forty one. He swung low as he possibly could, and as he did, he caught Cole in the left rear. And when he caught him, he shot him into the fence, and he junked his car. It's unfortunate for, for Cole. I mean, you're looking at a guy that as a rookie last year or as a first-year full, first full-time guy, you know, won a race, made the playoff, 
I hate to say he's in a sophomore slump, but, man, he's in a big sophomore slump. And, and Stuart Haas in general obviously has been lacking speed all year. But let's talk about Keslowski. This guy hasn't had a top ten in like nine weeks going into Pocono. It's like whenever this whole Roush rumor came out that, that he probably got locked out of team meetings, and we've seen that happen in the past. When you're a driver and you're leaving the team, the team stops sharing information with you, and it becomes harder for you to – be as good as you once were. So, TJ, you're obviously friends with this guy. You've been in the sport a long time. Do you think he's struggling because of that decision to leave? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's struggling with any of that. I just think, I think when you work on our cars, keep working. Because um, honestly, we haven't been as quick as we should be either. And, and they were him and Blaney were pretty decent yesterday. I thought they were okay. Blaney but, had two good runs. Yeah, but I mean, we've. We've struggled as well, and and I don't know. I th- I don't feel like it has anything to do with that, and I, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I just feel like we get to keep working and get our cars better. And and Brad's a good race driver. He's he's the type of guy that even if he reminds me a little bit of Matt now that Kenseth used to qualify like 35th every single week, and he'd still win the race. He'd win or finish top five every single week. He couldn't. He might he might as well not even qualify, and he'd still run good, but. Brad's a, a great – he knows how to run a, a good race, and he had a fast – He had, I thought he had a fast car yesterday. So I think just the way everything worked out there and, you know, fuel mileage-wise, I think he's – what did he end up? Still ended up decent, didn't he? I have no idea. Yeah, he was up – think around top – I think he was in top five. Third yesterday. Yeah, yeah. it was his first one then nine races. Yeah, so well, that's pretty good. So I don't, I don't feel like any of that's going on yet. <laughs> <laughs> William Byron says, Blaney put me three wide every chance he got, so I'll keep blocking during Saturday's cup race. And Blaney tweeted, not blocking good enough, I guess. Spot on, spot off, Freddy. Uh, spot on for Blaney's <laughs> comment. I think that's funny. Uh, you got to be careful here. This is a little family squabble, maybe. I mean, we're ruining Christmas dinner. Uh, I don't know. Who's dating who over there? I can't remember. Byron is dating Blaney's sister, Aaron. Oh, uh, I like it. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, that's probably gonna. Blaney's got the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> um, listen, I guess I, I didn't see any of this. I don't know. And like we talk about it, it's racing. You got to take runs when you get them in the right spots, obviously. Uh, and like Ryan said, if he's taking you three wide, I guess you're not doing a good enough job of blocking them. <laughs> that's pretty witty. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I love drama. This is just drama. I'm spot on for all of it. Uh, Blaney, wear a turtleneck to, to Christmas, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think, Brett? <laughs> I just said I'm spot on for it. I love it. It's drama. Spot on, spot off. Kyle Larson loses the chance for four consecutive victories after blowing a tire while leading in the final corner of the last lap in Saturday's Pocono Cup race. Brett? Spot off. Uh, I wanted to see this guy win four in a row. Uh, it hadn't been done since 2007. And if you win four in a row, then you got a chance to win five in a row. So, um, unfortunate thing for, for Kyle. I was talking to TJ before we got in here, and it sounds like maybe Kyle was being pretty aggressive with the apron of the tunnel turn, which, as we all know, can damage the tire. Um, but, man, spot off. Those guys have been on fire. Curious to see what these next couple weeks do with them, uh, given some of the rumors we've been hearing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it at the track Saturday night about you know how aggressive he was with the apron, and, and that's the risk. But he kind of had to be to pass yeah. the forty-eight. Yeah, and and you're racing hard, and it is what it is. I'm just you know finally something beat this guy. I mean, Jesus, I mean he's been killing us in every, across pushed, every uh, level. <laughs> you know who pushed the forty-eight to the lead? You? No, Blaney. <laughs> he's second car on the inside on the restart. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't. You hate to see it, but. I mean, he he's. I mean, obviously he's fast, but made it exciting. I look in three, and I'm like, got one. Oh, it's the five. I'm like, let's pass him. Hurry up! Yeah, we're, <laughs> he still almost beat us to the it's, line. It's every style of racetrack. They're just hauling the mail. Yeah, and, they, and, and I mean that's impressive. You know, I, it always amazes me as a race fan when I see people mad because the same guy's winning. Man, to me. Like, I mean, I grew up a Cowboys fan when they were dominating in the 90s. Like, it was a dynasty. It was fun to watch. It was cool to – Tiger Woods. I mean, look at how much attention he drew to golf because of his dominant efforts. And it's like racing is weird because Jimmy Johnson does it and everybody's like, I hate that guy. He's screwing up sport. I can tell you this. I actually noticed for the last couple months you hear it, all you hear was cheers and stuff like that. This week, I actually – did you hear the boos? For Kyle, yeah, no, there was actually some. Uh, you could actually hear some now, like yeah, like it's people love to hate. They always if you win, people don't like you. Yeah, like uh, trust me. But they, but but Chase Elliott, if he was winning all these races, like would it be a different vibe among our fan base? Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's but just, but at some point, everybody loved Earnhardt, and then the switch flipped, and everybody started booing him, like you said they're doing Larson. So yeah, um, well, I, it I was it was I, very I, faint, but it you could you could hear him. you could actually hear it now. Yeah, it wasn't Kyle Bush boos. Oh, no, 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 the, no, no. The, uh, the best part about this happening, which if there's a good part, was did you see Bernard's video of him going nuts? Oh, yeah. Because the Ally car I've was going. i got Bernard's going. shirt on today. I, I'm a yeah. Blackdale Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. What year was it that Rusty switched from or to Pontiac? It was in the 80s. And, man, this guy was like a popular driver. And when he switched, man, I, I went to Darlington to, to watch him race, not him, to, to watch the race. And, Fans booed him and they hated him. They got the nickname Rubberneck after him and yep. Big E got into it. But I mean, our fan base is passionate. I think it's great. I just don't understand why they don't appreciate somebody kicking everybody's butt. Maybe it's because their favorite driver is getting their butt kicked. Uh, being like working on the cars, it's hard not to appreciate being on that side when you work and put them hours in and find you find something that works and you make it happen. I mean, it's hard not to it's hard not to. Uh, you know, appreciate that when it happens from my aspect. I don't like it. I don't like losing to them. But honestly, it's a sometimes it can be a good thing because it's a shot in the arm to to go to work and and make and get better yourself too. So yeah, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. 
William Byron and Denny Hamlin run out of fuel while leading in the final laps, and Kyle Busch wins despite racing stuck in fourth gear and with no clutch. Spot on, spot off, TJ. I'm still trying to figure out how Kyle won this race, because the last two times I saw Kyle, he was leaving pit road as the field was going into three, and I'm like, okay, well, his day is done. He's not going to be a factor. Literally, I know that he had this you know, unbeatable strategy that he was going <laughs> to go the distance on fuel and, and, uh, it was going to work out, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad those guys ran out of fuel. So gave us, <laughs> <laughs> gave us some spots, but that's, uh, that's the thing about Pocono and it turns into a, it turns into a fuel mileage race. It kind of, that track opens the door for things like this because you can pit without getting lapped and things, you know, things of that nature there. So it makes it, it makes it exciting and different and, but I'm kind of uh, they those guys had the opportunity to come down and get fuel. I mean, they had every opportunity that everyone else did to come down. And if you knew you were short, they uh, I know they called William off with about ten to go a little bit and told him to start saving. So I don't know. I mean, it's just one of them things. You never know. Like Kurt, what Kurt say that they he said they everything they calculated they had enough. To, then he ran out. So you just never know at Pocono. Yeah, I mean they so playing out we knew when we came off pit road the last time we pit we pit max fuel only. Fuel save. it was max fuel save it was you're three laps short right now we're just going to save and see what happens and kyle was in a better spot because he had the issue so he actually came back down on one to go when nobody else i think the 99 was the only one other one to do it he had another lap or you know another caution lap worth of fuel to to burn so you know you we knew going into it we were trying to we were right behind kyle and every once in a while i would catch bubba like trying to keep pace with Kyle, and it's like, no, stop. He's way better than we are. Like, you're going to have to let him go and just race your race, and that's what we did. And I think that's the mistake the 11 car made was they got caught up racing Kyle, who was in better position than all of us at the same time. Did you they, say Denny made a mistake? No, his team. He was driving. He was being told <laughs> what to do. <laughs> Damn it, Gabe. Uh, um, but, you know, they like when Kyle got there, they turned him loose and told him to hold off the 18 at all costs, and, and it's just – I don't know if the risk was versus the, was worth the reward there. Obviously, you want to win a race, but now you put your point lead in jeopardy. And obviously, you want to win a race for the bonus points, but now you've put the same amount of points in jeopardy because you might not be first. You might not be leading the points anymore. So, you know, I think he's got a two point lead where he lost, I don't know, what, 10, 12, 10, 11 spots on that last when he pit. Um, so it's just uh, it's a it's a tough deal there. You know, you got to play the game right. And we, like, I probably stop worried about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, um, but, you know, and this is this is a little rut for Denny and them because this is three weeks in a row they've had a pit on the last lap, you know, between lug nuts at Texas, run out of fuel late at Nashville, run out of fuel again this week. Uh, so it's a little rough for these guys, but they're going to, I mean, they're going to bounce back. They'll be fine. But no way Denny's happy after that race. I mean, he's got to be very upset. I'm, I'm sure he probably is still having meetings. Uh, cool for Michael Jordan to be there this weekend. Shout out there. I mean, well, we're getting the top five in front of him. As for fuel mileage races, let me tell you all something. It's stressful. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it is super stressful. I mean, I would much rather stand on the roof and spot as hard as I can and race as hard as I can versus every freaking time you see the guy throttle up, have to say, save fuel, max savings, act like there's an egg under your gas pedal, like you're wearing them out to try and get them to slow down because you, if you don't make it at a two-and-a-half-mile racetrack, if you run out at the wrong spot, 
you're literally going to be the last car on the lead oh, yeah. lap. So Denny got lucky. Byron got lucky. Um, we run a switch inside of our cars, and it has a reserve fuel bladder in it. And that bladder, it does – I mean, Booga was the craziest about this thing. We'd be fine on fuel. And he'd say, flip your switch up. And I'd go talk to Sean Warren building the fuel cells. And he'd be like, when you flip the switch up and you've got gas, it doesn't do anything. You don't need to flip the switch up until you run out of gas to actually use that bladder. Uh, but when these guys have to flip that switch, they are told – when you flip the switch up, you got to come to pit road. We're going to run out of gas. So I thought it played out great on TV. I think it's it it it, it puts the hands it puts the the race in the hands of the driver to an extent. But if yeah. there's a miscalculation from a weight perspective um, of the fuel can, then you're screwed from the beginning, right? So man, it definitely added a cool element. I thought TV did a great job of uh, explaining what was going on. But I'm sitting there nervous. And I'm not even in the race. I'm like, man, I, this Me guy's going to run out of gas. And then they run out of gas. He's like, I oh. was nervous. And then you're like, man, Denny's going to get his first win. And then you see him run out of gas. He's like, oh. Then it's like, man, I kind of hope Kyle does run out of gas. He doesn't <laughs> run out of gas. He wins the race. I'm just kidding. I was happy for uh, Hirschman, local spotter. Uh, I don't know why the hell anybody would want to live where Tony Hirschman lives, but congratulations on a hometown <laughs> win. But it's you know, and it's a there's a lot of factors that play into this, and it's not just the driver saving or the calculations of the box. It's the fuel guy getting it full, you know, making sure it's packed full as it can be. Uh, there's Freddie, a lot it's of even it's even as big as not being the first car in line. I mean, we remember a race where Suarez drove to the front because we're all screaming save fuel, and then Suarez gets yeah. a lead, and he's like, uh, I don't want to be up that here. That was way too easy. That was way too easy. What just happened? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many factors that go into you this. You ever lost a race in the last lap? I've lost some. I don't remember which ones they were. I tried to block them in my memory, but, yeah. I lost two of them on the, the last lap. I think the biggest thing here is just not – I don't, I don't want to call it luck, but it is luck. How lucky Kyle was – that there's not a late caution. Yeah, because if there's is. a late caution there, he's got to restart in fourth gear. He's done. He's got no shot. I mean, he probably would have, like we talked about, he probably would have stayed he up there and let all hell break loose. He was going to cause at least one wreck before NASCAR <laughs> said, hey, you're not doing that. Yeah. Hey, Kevin Hart, remember Talladega? Hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. He was going to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean. You got to do it. You don't have a choice. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't even. Oh. It was good. Spot on, spot off. Twenty three eleven racing scores its first top five in team history after nineteen races. Yeah. Freddie, golf clap. Hallelujah! I don't know what the hell it took us so long. Uh, no, it was a great day. Um, r- really great to have Michael. Some of the some of the you know the higher ups in our company there. Um, it was uh, it was a good day, and you know the the biggest thing that and we talk about this with Kyle also. We had some damage from an earlier restart that kind of altered our strategy a little bit, and it led us we, – we had we had fallen back a little bit so that we had to alter our strategy into the stage where we came in, put fuel only to pull the damage so we didn't lose a bunch of time changing tires and pulling damage. Uh, and then we had to come back and put tires on, and it just kind of changed the way we were running the race a little bit, and, and, and it put us in position to do what we did at the end there. So it was a great call by wheels, great execution by Bubba. I'm sure he was tired of hearing me because the I think one of the biggest things now that is maybe the drive that would drive these drivers crazy is the SMT data because you can see exactly what these guys are doing on throttle and there'd be numerous times we told like probably 3 or 4 laps into the run we were like all right bubba you're going to run 80% throttle between turn 2 and turn 3 and then he would I don't know if he forgot. Like, if I didn't tell him, he would spike the throw. He would go to 100, and then he would back it down to 80. But we're like, no, stop going to 100. That's wasting fuel. Like, just throttle up to 80. Then it was, like, middle of the front stretch. Wheels was like, okay, 80%. 
middle of the long pond, 80%. So now we're just riding him, and we can see if he's doing it right. And I'm assuming he must have had some kind of visual that knew, like he knew how much throttle he had. But it was, you know, you just ride him as long as you can, and, and, and it worked, obviously. But just, uh, it's like you said, it's super tic- meticulous, like have how much you got to save. It's uh, and I, I don't I still haven't heard how much we had left, but we had enough for the cool down lap, so that was good. I'm just glad you did well, and I'm glad you did well with MJ there. Are you? I saw Ross Chastain wreck the first race, second race had some trouble. Um, saw some other guys that were behind you in points have trouble. Do you still have a chance to make this playoff on points? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're gonna have to run like we did yesterday, and and that was the biggest thing. Another thing that I liked from the weekend was it wasn't like we ran 25th and and ran a few miles race and backed into a top five. It was. You know, we ran top 10 most of the day Saturday. Uh, late strategy, a couple guys did some different things and beat us on strategies. We ended up 13th or 14th, I think. We ran pretty solid. We finished fifth in the first stage Saturday, uh, Sunday. Uh, I think there was only three guys that got more points than us in the race on Sunday. So that was a big deal for us. Um, we're, we're about 50 out, I think, right now, 53 out, something like that. So if there's three or four guys in front of us. There's two that are close, and then there's a pretty big gap to Busher and, and Kurt Busch. Um, so, but we, if we can knock down top fives and top tens and get some stage points, it's, it's not out of the question. Busher finishing dead last in the first race. I saw that and I'm like, wow, this could really screw up his chance to make the playoff. You know, Ross is going into that race. I mean, we watched him, you know, race there last year, Freddie and I across the street and and thought he had a chance to win the Xfinity race. So I knew going in, Ross would probably be good at this racetrack and, and he was, but, but had some, had some issues like, I mean, the points thing is getting serious. I mean, Christopher Bell didn't have a good run the first race. Obviously, I don't know where he finished yesterday, but Not was good. having a was having a much second. better run. Yeah, putting the wall. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. I remember that big wreck with Chase. Well, Chase sent him up the track. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, you look at guys like that who who are locked into the playoff, but every time they fall down, it creates an, an, if an opportunity. If he doesn't make the playoffs, does yeah. that come back? Our our biggest. <laughs> that's a good question. Our, our biggest obstacle going forward is going to be our need to improve on road courses you know and and we got one this week we've got Watkins Glen coming before the playoffs I got you there and (laughs) yeah yeah that'll that'll take care of it that's worth at least a half a second (laughs) oh yeah easily uh but you know and and it's not out of the question we we were having decent runs you know we had a good run at Sonoma it got kind of screwed up we came back for a good finish um so it's not out of the question and Bubba can do it I know he can so if we can just put together a couple good road courses and then get back to running top five, top ten at these ovals coming up, it's not out of the question. This one has a chance to be – it has a chance to get messy at times. I agree. So if you're not part of that, there's I, – I believe if you go and run a quiet race, you're probably going to up top five. Yeah. You know, and that goes with anybody. But you know what else, TJ? Like, you could take a guy, you know, like a Justin Allgaier that's got a lot of experience at Road America and put him in a cup car, and he'd probably do pretty well because he's been there so many times. I, I think – Going there for the first time, I know we're going to have a practice session, obviously, for Cup. Yeah. We're going to qualify for Cup. Um, but these guys have never been there. When we typically go to a brand-new place, I mean, look at when we unloaded at the Roval, yeah. even in testing, even in the first practice. It was a shit show. Like, the, the, the opportunity for Road America to be crazy is there. I, I'm curious to see because, man, I felt like at Coda and, and, and leading into some of the other road course races we've seen this year – the cars are like they are in the ovals. They're just flying through the center of the corner. They're going faster than they've ever been. And, and I feel like we've lost some of the finesse in the cars. I don't so like I'm, this corner speeds. I don't, I don't either. There's road courses, man. I think they're I don't way like too them fast. I don't like anywhere. I because think we're going the, too fast the, everywhere. They're that fast you can't pass. But 
running off that blacktop, getting in the grass, that'll create an opportunity to pass. And, and I mean, I saw – I've watched Noah Gragson move a lot of guys at Road America. I think on the cup side we're going to see that. A guy like Kyle Bush, some of them guys that are aggressive, I think they put on a hell of a show this weekend. I, I agree. I agree. Caution laps are going to take forever. Forever. Yeah, I don't – Like, you'll be able to drink a six-pack during a caution. I've never, I've never been there, and I guess it's going to be – It's awesome. Well, I mean, the like the spotting part of it, you're going to see your car for maybe so, twenty seconds. So it's so it's weird, right? Where where the main spotter stand? Is I don't even at, know where it's at. They serve cheese curds right behind it. Oh, um, nice. But, but, but what you'll do is you'll spot the car coming at you. Like I don't remember if it's is it down that hill, turn, five or six. Five. Okay, you spot that corner, and then they go away from you, and then you you hear other spotters talking. Then they come back from your left. They come back into your sight, and you do all the way back to the front stretch. So. You actually spot two different sections. Oh, really? Yeah. So you'll you'll pick them up, you'll let them go, mm. and then you'll pick them up again. But the the quote main spotter on the front stretch, he really only does turn one. So, which one are we going to be at? We're going to be in that five one or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we're where the you're cheese in five. Are. They come at you into five, turn left, go, go under up the a hill, bridge, make a left, they go under that bridge. You lose them at the bridge, and then about yeah. a minute and a half later, they come flying back on your left side. Are they going down that straightaway when you pick them up again, or where? Yeah, like they're come up. Off a of twelve, I think it is. I have any idea what. And then, is. like they go up and like it's like it's just like S's up into the front stretch, and they make a hard right down yeah. the front stretch. Yeah, you can see them in that area. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Bring us cheese. Curds. I heard they made an announcement at the track this week that there's going to be 125,000 people there. Is that possible? Yeah. Oh boy. Well, the Glen, the Glen gets <laughs> what's the Glen get like 110. The, the, the state of Wisconsin, of all the states I've ever been to, they're the craziest partiness, beer drinking, and some I've ever been around in my life. So I can believe, Freddie, that there are 125,000 of them are going to come that's out exactly and why raise I think, some hail and praise Dale. That's why, that's why I think Matt Kenseth came from there, because he is wild. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should probably arrive like five hours early because of traffic at that place. I was going to helicopter in like we used to. <sighs> okay. Can I get a ride? This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than two decades. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast, hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible Diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including both of this weekend's winners, Alex Bowman's Saturday Pocono Race winner and Kyle Busch's Sunday's Pocono Race winner. I bet I've got more diecasts than you two do put together. RacingUSA.com is truly unique in that they offer more than I even have. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades for expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Spot on, spot off. John Hunter Nemechek takes a bow after beating Kyle Busch for for the win in three out of five of Bush's truck races this season. Brett. Spot on, Casey, for you saying bow and not bow. I was afraid you were going to say John Hunter takes too. a bow after beating <laughs> Kyle Bush and we were going to have a hell of a fight. That's a fing good job, Casey. Uh, fing good job. Um, look, 
<laughs> this guy is kicking Kyle Busch's ass in his own equipment. This is why we praised him for going down a series and putting himself in contention to A, win races, and B, compete for championships. He's doing both. He's the hottest thing in the truck series right now. He's turning heads. He's had a chance before to come get in really good Xfinity Series stuff, and he screwed it up. He screwed it up when he took out Cole Custer in Mid-Ohio, right? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. He took him out. Cole Custer was at JRM. It pissed Kelly Earnhart and Joe Madison, that probably Dale race. Jr. off. I know. Canada But, but he was being considered. Oh, that, yeah, it was Montreal. He was, or, uh, he, Mossport. Oh, I got you. Mossport, yes. He yeah. was a candidate to come into junior motorsports right up until then. So now he's gone back. He's doing all the right things. I think he's proving that. If Look, if you can beat Kyle Busch in a truck race, what else could you possibly ask for out of a guy? That was a great move to miss the tackle at Canada, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean. Jonathan Davis saved the day. I would love to see SMT in the trucks because <laughs> I don't just go on. Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> uh, like you said, we talked about it. Like you take the step back from front row to go to to- the Toyota program, go to KBM to win races. And that's what he's doing. He's won five out of 13 races this year. And, and he's put his name back on the map. I mean, who would you, who would you rather be right now from a, a fan standpoint or a sponsor standpoint, John Hunter or a guy like Briscoe, or a guy like Alfredo, or a guy like Custer that are kind of struggling in the Cup Series, I feel like you're hearing John Hunter's name a hell of a lot more than you're hearing their name this year. Um, but but the problem is, where does he go from here? Um, yeah. Is there, a, is there a Gibbs Xfinity ride open next year? There's not. I don't think there's a Cup seat for him next year. Definitely not a Toyota. Um, not that they don't have anybody else coming up through there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd say like you would expect maybe a Harrison to move on next year or something, so maybe that opens up a seat there. Um, but I, you know, just where, where's the next step? Do you go back and run? Like if you go and dominate the rest of this season and win the championship, do you continue to run a truck or do you take whatever opportunity comes to you in the cup? Or this is series? the $5 million question. Is Toyota going to subsidize his move up into another series? And if they're not, then what happens to John Hunter Nemechek is an owner going to put the, you know, is, is Rick Hendrick going to say, okay, He's my guy, just like he did William Byron, just like he did Chase Elliott. I'm going to develop him on my dime if I have to. And if nobody's willing to do that, holy cow, what a shame if we lose this much talent. I ran into him in the garage, and I had asked him right after the race was over. I saw buddy Andy G, and uh, I was talking to him for a minute, and John Hunter come walking in, and I asked him where my glasses were, but he hasn't come back. He said he didn't get the prescription yet, so oh, he's waiting okay. for me to send him a prescription. I was going to bring that up. I just said the max. I said whatever the max prescription is, you can send it to me. I Take thought, ones you got. I thought John Hunter ran well in that 38 car at the beginning of last year. He almost won Talladega. He probably was going to win Talladega until – Somebody turned right into the wall, you know, just turned right in the front stretch, coming to the start finish line. But I think uh, I thought he did well in that 38. So, but man, he's winning races. And if I were him, I'm just going to keep making decisions to keep winning races as long as I can. Because as you're winning, you're probably eventually going to get a shot in something else. But at least you can make that decision, you know. And I don't think Kyle has any problem with him driving his trucks right now. So uh, they're. They're looking. Their trucks that you there was a while they fell off a little bit. You weren't sure, like when when they had Harrison and them guys driving. They didn't win as many races as we all thought they should have won. But now they're winning races again. Uh, so you know, good for John Hunter though to go back and and make a decision like that. Kind of kind of Ryan Priest, Priest, you know, ish similar. Yeah, like that. And um, but hey, winning's fun. That's Priest's motto, man. That's what Priest lived on. You know, he I think he realized he made the mistake the one year where he spent some money to run what he run Johnny Davis's car for a season, 
and and maybe he learned some of the tracks. But when he decided to focus on, I'm going to get in a good car for three or four races versus running a full season, that's when Ryan's name got on the map. And then he goes back and he still wins all these modified races all over the world. He jumps in a truck in Nashville, wins a truck race. I mean, these guys I would be trying it. to drive it every week now. Like any, <laughs> well, just what I, you know, I think it. It kind of put his name back on the map a little bit at Nashville. Yeah, I mean, you didn't hear Ryan Priest for a while. He uh, and he and he ran good Saturday. I think I don't know where he ended up, but he was running in the top five most of the race that I saw. So I mean, these guys just you know, like we said, winning's everything in our sport, and and getting whatever you can to win. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's doing the right thing. Josh Berry, another guy similar to Ryan Priest, which you and guys. Josh are had another. Josh had a decent run in that thirty-one car. Yeah, I mean, but but winning here is what is getting him yeah, additional oh, opportunities. Winning here got him that much. Doug Kobe, sure. Doug Kobe, won in the SRX race, got him this opportunity. Well, that was because of our show. Well, we we actually, yeah, I suggested GMS do that. I think they heard me, but <laughs> um, honest to goodness, though, like the winning cures all. Winning opens doors. Winning's fun. Jeff Gordon is leaving Fox to become vice chairman and second in command at Hendrick Motorsports. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, well, you know, it's tough. The you Jeff Gordon is obviously the face of an era for our sport. Um, so it's tough to ever lose a guy like that when he's got him in front of the camera. Um, not hard to believe he was he's gonna be the number two guy at Hendrick Motorsports because I think he was the number two guy at Hendrick while he was broadcasting the races <laughs> most of the time. Uh so uh, but no, you know it's a conflict it, of interest. <laughs> it's great. It's great for uh for Jeff to move on to I mean, this is kind of we all kind of knew this was going this direction. I think it was a matter of if he could do both at the same time or not. And maybe he just decided he didn't want to. Uh it's tough for the booth. I thought him and Clint had a good chemistry up there. It's pretty funny the way they, you know, some of the stuff they played off each other. Um, I don't know. I just question is now: Do you one? Do you replace Jeff in the booth? And two, do you replace who do you replace him with? I mean, is it another driver? Is it a crew chief? I thought Latart. I heard a lot of good things about Latart yesterday, explaining, you know, in detail about how these guys are saving fuel and and how the strategies are playing out. So I think a, a crew chief would be a great addition to the booth. But then you know you got a guy like Jamie Mack that that does a great job on TV, I think, and does a great job with the races he does and would, would make another good replacement. So I don't know where they go from here, but, it, you know, obviously it's, it kind of stings to lose one of the faces of a sport in the booth. Brett. Man, I'm uh, – I guess I'm spot on for the sport, you know. I, I don't know of anybody that's a fan of a sport that has ever tuned in to watch a sport based on who is broadcasting it. You know, so if if I'm a, a NASCAR fan, I'm going to watch the NASCAR race, right? If I'm a football fan, I'm going to watch the NFL. I'm not going to watch it just because Troy Aikman is calling the game. So I don't think that that is attractive to our sport. Um, having Jeff Gordon involved, and look, I mean, there's a lot of rumors this guy is getting getting more ownership and a lot of different things here. Having him involved, look, if Jeff Gordon calls you and says, "Hey, I'm uh, Jeff Gordon. I want to have a meeting with you about you potentially sponsoring our race team." nobody's going to say no to that. Just like if Michael Jordan makes a phone call or Denny Hamlin, like, I mean, they're Dale Earnhardt, when he formed DEI, you know, he walked in and said, Hey, this is what I want to do. And these companies all starry eyed probably said, Ooh, we want to be a part of this thing. We can't wait. So I think it's great for the sport. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see what Fox does with the booth. Like Freddie said, um, you know, Clint, Clint's a lot. And, and obviously Jeff couldn't handle running around drinking beer with him every Friday and Saturday <laughs> night like I could. And uh, But, man, it, I, I mean, I don't think it's bad for the sport at all. Brett, you could be in the booth for like 20 minutes to start the season. No, like yeah. 20 seconds. And I'd get fired. He'd get fired before we ever got there yeah. off of Twitter. I, I, th- I think, though, what's cool about it is, like, you look at that dynamic of Fox versus NBC. They go about it completely different. And, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. Everybody on the NBC booth. Um, or, or an NBC broadcast team 
with the exception of a couple people on pit road, they've got a huge last name. I mean, you're talking about Jarrett, Petty, Earnhardt. Now they brought in the Collinsworth guy um, who is the son of Chris Collinsworth, right? So, so it's like they go after legacy sports people, and then you got the Fox piece, which kind of does it a little bit differently. Obviously, Jeff Gordon was a huge play. Um, but Clint Boyer, Xfinity Series champion, certainly won races in all three series. But he's not of the Jeff Gordon stature, right? I mean, Jeff Gordon transcended this sport. He kind of brought Hollywood to NASCAR, uh, in, in my opinion. But it's just it's, it's kind of cool to see how different each network goes about it, how they cover it different. I mean, I was having phone calls last week um, with guys, and, I mean, there's tighter shots on Fox, wider shots on NBC. Like, I, I, I appreciate all that within the sport. Yeah, I don't – I'm Jeff Gordon's heavily involved in our sport, so you still see him in the garage area doing things and I think that's just going to add to it when he takes over and I mean I think we all saw this coming at some point he's been the face of Hendrick uh since the mid 90s when he when he got really popular so I think uh I think it's good it's going to be good for the sport too and and he, as long as he's still involved but I've got a lot of respect for Jeff Gordon one thing when I actually spotted a couple races for him you know when he filled in for Dell Jr the first uh I get a random text out of nowhere, middle of the week, from a number I didn't know, and it pops up. It says, "Hey, hey, this is uh, Jeff Gordon. You know, just uh, looking forward to working with you this weekend. Like to catch up with you later this week if you got anything. You know, let's go over a couple things, see what you think." And and I actually, when I got that message, I was like, "This guy is into it." You know what I mean? Like he wants to, and that that's I got nothing but respect for Jeff Gordon and what he's accomplished and him as a driver and even being around him in person stuff. He's, I mean, he doesn't, I don't know, just a, just a good personality to be around. And yeah. I'm, uh, I think it's good for him to stay involved and do that. I made a Jeff Gordon analogy this weekend in Asheville because my boy TJ is on the chip. Like he is 110%. I wouldn't have guessed that. No matter weird. where you put him. <laughs> yes. He so is, weird. he is throttled up. Right. Um, and somebody was like, Oh man, you know, Bodie needs to calm down. I said, let me tell you something. I grew up in sports, and I've seen race car drivers who are scared, and you'll never make them be not scared. You'll never get them to go fast and win races. Jeff Gordon got here. He wrecked 15 times his first year oh, yeah. because he was on the chip, and he was pushing the edge. You can calm them down a lot easier than you can fire them up. So um, Jeff Gordon is a guy that's always been fired up, and, and he did a really good job publicly of not letting people know how fired up he would get, right? But, I mean, we know Jeff Gordon that's a fun guy, that's a fighter, that's a – he's going to do grit tooth and tooth and nail. You know what yeah. I mean? The only time you really saw him go crazy was when he chased down Jeff Burton um, on the back stretch. I believe they were at Texas. That was and Texas, they're, they're yeah. throwing haymakers at each other. Like, that's the real Jeff Gordon, people. He just – you just didn't see it a lot on TV. Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things, too, is the role that Jeff played in getting Kyle Larson to, to Hendrick Huge Motorsports. Huge story. I yes. mean, that's – you know that's a that's a similar background, and I think that's the guy. If if I had to guess over there, the guy that said this is the guy we need to get, it was Jeff Gordon. He's almost a, an image, like a replica of. Yeah, so of I, Jeff, I'd give like, the guy I'd give the guy half my company too if you found me that guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Sports Business Journal reports Brad Keselowski to Roush Fenway is a done deal. TJ, spot on, spot off. Can't believe you didn't tell us. I mean, what, yeah. Yeah. what the heck? She talking about? I didn't see it on paper, so <laughs> next, I'm, I'm, I plead the fit. Plead the fit. <laughs> Freddie. Uh, good. You know, it's, I can't believe TJ wouldn't tell us anything. Um, Freddie, where does Ryan Newman have? What happens that's, with Ryan? That's the biggest question I have is what does, does the Ryan Newman? Uh, you got to assume that they're not going to expand to three teams. Um, I don't know why they would. They're not going to keep Ryan Newman over Chris Buescher. Uh, so obviously now Newman's a free agent. Um, where does he go? You know, I don't know where there's a seat open that, and we talk about this all the time, good race car drivers getting in bad cars. Does Ryan Newman go to a, a front row motorsports? Does Ryan Newman go to a, a JTG racing? You know, I don't – if I'm Ryan Newman, I, I don't know. That just doesn't seem appealing to me. But he's a racer. He wants to be out there. He'll race you to death like we know he always will. But, you know, I, I don't know where he goes from here. I don't care if you like Elliot Sadler or not, if you're listening to this show. Um, when, when Elliot and I were going through the processes uh, after the Evernham split with, with Elliot Sadler – uh, Elliot looked at me and he said, I will not go get in a car that's not competitive. And we didn't. We went back to the Xfinity Series, put him in a situation with KHI where he won races and was competitive and continued to be, you know, throughout the end of his career. He did get in some one-offs. He had a chance to get back in an MWR car. Uh, Richard Childress kind of uh, 86th that, even after we had signed the deal with uh, with Ty Norris and that group. But I can't stand to see a guy like Ryan Newman, like Bobby Labonte, like a lot of these guys who are – freaking amazing careers, amazing credentials to just go get in a car to ride around. The only thing – you're 100% right, by the way. But the only thing that will disappoint me about this whole deal is if Brad does not run number 29 next year. Like, how do you not run your family number? That's his dad. You know, his dad's number from the truck series back in the day. Yeah, but that six is the flagship Roush car. Well, give it a busher. Yeah, you could do that. What about – I think there's going to be – I think you could see some other doors open because of the new car. You know, everyone's kind of the, – the slate's kind of being wiped clean a little bit. Obviously, the bigger organizations are still probably going to have, you know, find the speed a little bit quicker. But does a guy like Ryan Newman go somewhere else and help – you know what I mean? Like, he's a, he's an experienced driver. He's, he is. He can bring something to the table – for some, you know, some of these teams, and you know, I wouldn't, I would not be afraid of putting Ryan Newman in my car if I was an owner. If I'm a full time spotter, I hope he retires because that guy's a pain in the ass Shoot. to race. <laughs> but as a guy that's sitting on the fringes here, you know, man, I'd love to see him end up at a college racing because, like you said, he brings he's experience. a hell of a driver. Man. Oh, he's still a hell of a driver. It brings experience. He understands the cars. But I'm gonna tell you something. If he doesn't land a ride, NASCAR needs to scoop this guy up and hire him and put him over the technical aspect of all three series and make him the guy. Put a guy that understands cars, has driven the cars, understands engineering, put him over the entire – the whole sport, all three series. I don't feel like he's done. I don't either. He's too good. He's he's not – by no means is he done talent-wise. And, like, the, the, the drive he has to race, he's not going to be done. It's just a matter of he like, still runs modifies and stuff oh, when yeah. he can. Like, and, and I think I think Chilling he would have more. I would I could see Ryan doing that versus getting in a in a you know, like we don't know what the cars be next year, but we know the teams with money are going to have an advantage over the teams without money. We just see it every time we go racing. Uh, I think Ryan would have more fun going and running a midget, going run uh, you know maybe a sprint car again or something you know, and and running the modified races and then running one offs here and there for maybe Xfinity whatever. 
But, you know, I just – the way Ryan is, he's a guy that likes to win also. And, you know, he made a comment earlier this year that he hasn't accomplished what he wanted to at Roush yet. So, obviously, he's got that burning desire to keep going. It's just kind of what opportunities to be put in front of him. Did you know – I saw a stat, and it was – I don't know why I was looking through it. It was all the modified pole winners. And I was going down the list, and, like, Ryan Newman has seven modified poles, like with the, the big yeah. series. Seven. Like – that's that's a lot. He's on the the front side of the. Well, like, that was his claim to fame. Like when he came up, I remember I was watching racing then. This was what like late nineties, maybe. Rocket Man, Rocket Man. He was on the pole every week. I remember the yeah, big. Oh yeah. They made a big deal. He was like the first guy to go like a fourteen ninety at Bristol, and I thought Daryl was going to have a heart attack when it happened. Uh, he Even just, Atlanta, he was just yeah. He would just haul ass and qualifying every week. They figured out back then. It was the they figured out how to run a big right rear spring, and that's not. I mean, just everything evolves, obviously. I think time. he's also very appealing from a sponsor standpoint still. He has a ton of PSAs. I think I don't see him being done. I don't see him running out. I'm just glad the guy's still alive. I mean, yeah. He's a walking I know. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie... The best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Reaction Theater. Two races at Pocono in a season. Spot off. Getting that shit over with on a double header weekend and one foul swoop. Spot on, baby. Am I right? Toodaloo, LaRue. Cheers. Ask every fan that was there if they had fun. Dude, I'm not. This guy must not have been there because the amount of fans that were there and camping and stuff, I was actually jealous. Not a better value ticket in sports. You had five races. Five, right? All five, weekend? Five. Five races from Friday to Sunday. And that, yeah. Go back. That's no no brainer to me. I wish we did it more. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I wish we didn't lose. I wish we, if we're going to run Dover, let's run Dover back to back. You know, like, like go to places like that. And it wasn't a terrible race. You know, there's some yeah. strategy and stuff. So. It's still a little long, but <laughs> it was a little long. Somebody's like, I saw somebody tweet me yesterday. They're like, thank God they shortened them Pocono races. And I was like, yeah, they're 20 laps shorter than they were last year. I don't know. I think that's a big difference. Yeah. It used to be a 500. <laughs> Next one is from Joe. If I had a dollar for every time TGA came on here and said that he'd like to see the Cup guys run the Xfinity cars, I'd have enough money to buy Rick Ware's charter. We get it, TGA. Get over it. This guy must hate racing. <laughs> he wouldn't have that much money, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I sure would like to see the Cup guys in any cars. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> Get over it, Joe. 23 finishes fifth. Let's freaking go. Hey, good thing uh, Freddie's fat ass wasn't in the car because I don't think you would have made it on gas. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> I like when my little cousin says freaking, too. Just imagine if all that left side weight Freddie would have had going for him, though. <laughs> turn better. Would have turned like a dime. <laughs> hey, Bubba got a top five. Might help him keep his ride. Kyle Busch was the winner while Brett ran after dinner. Freddie's sponsor was DraftKings. He might make donkey blow rings. Get the f*** out of Dillner's ass, by the way. TJ, you suck. Boom. Jeez. Wow, that was Pleasant interesting. Guy. Not happy for a happy fella. Well, Someone call the miracle machine because Bubba Wallace got a top five. <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> who did you have to pay off to get that some bitch in there? I ain't never seen to tell us such. Bubba Wallace might not be the worst driver ever. Hell, he might not be racing for Wick Rare Racing in two years. I think that guy's a big fan of yours. I think he likes us. Yeah. I, I, I tell you one thing, he's not going to be racing for Wick Rare ever. So. Definitely not in two years. Yeah, you fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how in God's green earth did Denny Hamlin end up pairing with Michael Jordan. That son of a bitch ain't won a championship since 1998. And he don't know shit about winning a basketball game. Look at the fucking Charlotte Hornets. And Denny Hamlin, he couldn't win a race right now to save his fucking life, let alone win a damn championship. He's the next Mark Martin, and he's just as sorry. So Bubba Wallace ain't going to win shit. And Denny Hamlin, I don't give a shit if he ever wins another fucking race. Freddie, I love when you finish for, top five. It gets these people yeah, out of the good. woodworks. For one thing, did this guy just say so Mark much. Martin was sorry? Yeah, he didn't win a championship. He sucks. He sucks, yeah. Him and Dan Marino. <laughs> I mean, we could just discredit anything this guy says right after he said Mark Martin was sorry. God, I would hate <laughs> to see what he thinks about this guy. Jim Kelly, I mean, dang. I will give you credit, TJ. You're you're uh, you're pretty astute over there for having the Buffalo Bills helmet hold your phone. So Jason won't give you a phone holder like Freddie and I have. Yeah, because, I don't understand why I don't have one. Because here's why: because all you do while we're talking is play on your phone and look at your your Snapchat or whatever the hell you're looking at. Freddie and I actually are looking at notes. TJ is checking text stuff. messages. I'm checking so, stock market um, stuff. For the record, <laughs> he's, he's day trading. If I'm looking at anything, it's an email because I'm also working. Jason, so, so that's exactly why no you don't have a phone holder. Jason's smart enough to know not to give you two idiots phone. <laughs> Note takers get phone holders. <laughs> Casey does this. This is what notes look like. If you guys got want to get ready for the show, this is what week. Casey does. <laughs> what? I can't see it. Looks at herself. <laughs> That's such a. Wa- <laughs> for half the show, guys, Casey puts her camera in selfie mode and she just fixes her hair and plays her makeup. I have not makeup. looked <laughs> in the mirror. I'm going to slash your For the record. <laughs> This is what I have. Short of doing a COVID calendar test on herself, invo- I've never just, seen anybody play calendar with Calendar so invites, meetings that are going on, so just, y'all should uh, shut up. You don't even have a job right now. What are you, yes, what are you possibly do. looking at? Oh, I just want to be clear about something. My truck is the silver one. His is the white one. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mess with the white car either. I have a job. In fact, I have two jobs. So... You cut hair? <laughs> <laughs> You'd make a great beautician. Okay, we need to keep going, Jason, before I You would make a great beautician. I agree. Have you ever cut hair before? No. I think you make a great I beautician. I cut mine when I was a kid. How about we make a making deal. yourself pretty? So we make a deal. Good. I'll let you Thank cut you. my hair in studio. Whoa. I'll let it grow out, and I'll let you cut my hair in studio, however you want to cut it. Can we okay. shave with a Harry's razor? Yes, we can yeah. shave with a Harry's razor. Good job, TJ. Yeah. 
and we'll see if you can do it. You got to get one of the little chairs in here. To boom, boom, you know how they pump the chairs and raise right, you up. All right, so everybody, you need to send ideas of how it should cut Brett's hair. Oh, I got that. Oh, and yeah, one does, it, does this include the, does this include <laughs> right the beard? The can I design you the beard? can't too? touch the beard. Sorry. Some things are off limits. No. Okay, well, send ideas. I want to know how I should cut If you Brett's touch hair. the beard, I'm going to touch your hair. You need to Photoshop. cut it. I saw a picture. I, I told Megan I was going to do this. So did you see these guys that's like the beard? connects but it's just like a ring they cut everything else so it's just like a circle oh, around their head that's what we're gonna do to you. that's what amish people's hair looks like it is Jeff, yeah. yeah kind of <laughs> yeah all right done i think i'd make a good amish person i don't think so i ah. don't think so at all <laughs> jason let's keep that one off the list. we've got a lawyer teacher and amish you're out yeah so <laughs> you're gonna drive that wagon with the horse <laughs> down them rows with 65 cars lined up behind you with <laughs> <laughs> both middle fingers up <laughs> The car slaps the wall And it's sitting up high They say go low But when high off goes high (laughs) And on impact He says oh But it ain't my fault It's just my equipment The boy can't drive a damn car I could outrun him in a U-Haul and have some Oh my gosh. Oh, that last line might not have been necessary, but swear jar. I don't know if that was from last week's based on all the Quinhoff calls last week or this week, but it was good enough to play. I, I had a, I, I mean... <laughs> I didn't want to give Quinn Huff a hard time last week because it wasn't his fault. But no, then I see an interview this week where he's talking to somebody, a group of reporters or whatever, and he's talking about how what's he look like? His season has not gone how he's planned. Quinn, Quinn, yeah. how did you plan your season to go? Like, if I mean, I thought he was doing pretty good. I thought he was doing better this year than he had years past. Like, and he's like, oh, we're, we got to turn it around. Our season hasn't gone how we planned. I mean, judging from your expectations, Grant, at the beginning of the year, I'm going to ask you the same damn thing. What did I say? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I, I don't, hope we make the playoffs. I don't think – um, I, don't, I don't know how – like, yeah, I don't know. How do you really set expectations for for that? I mean, you just want to finish races, yes, really. Just Yeah, finish and races. And last week, last week by far is not his fault. No. It, people hammered him Ooh, pretty bad. He's got a cute girlfriend. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah. Casey, keep us on track. Yeah. Wow. I have nothing to say here. What you, oh, Casey, is she cute? What do you think about this woman? I can't I'm not commenting on that. Why? Everyone is everyone is pretty in their own way. To leave an audio nah, message twenty four seven, go to <laughs> anchor.fm backslash clear and click the message icon. There's we four of the ugliest dudes play in the world. Play the in this best room. ones each week on the show. Keep some songs coming too. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Offer pad, question of the week. How do you usually celebrate the 4th of July at your home? Decorations, fireworks, party. Brett, you go first. I can't. I can't. All right. TJ, you go first. Fireworks. Uh, We're going to be gone. I don't know if we'll be back in time. We're going to be back to go big house. 
<laughs> but no fireworks, huh? We're going to Dave's house when we get back. Everybody, when we land, I, so Jeb Burton texted me yesterday. Who's Dave? Talk Dave. Dave. Talk to Dave. Dave. Okay, that that. So night. so Jeb texted me, me yesterday off. when he landed. He said, "Hey, I got to stay in North Carolina tonight. I got to run the sim in the morning. Um, can I come stay at your house?" And I was like. No. Yeah, I don't know how the sim situation is going to work for you, but yeah, well, you're welcome to come over. We'll go see my buddy Dave. So Dave is having a 4th oh, of July no. party, a big 4th of July party. So when we land, we're all going straight to Dave's. Freddie, you're, you got to go. Oh, so I would like to apologize for Jeb missing his sim time. Um, <laughs> uh, we usually go to Brett's, so I guess we're going to Dave's this Can time. Can we do a uh, live Twitter live or something to document this? Are they doing evening? a big? Uh, are they doing a big show? No, no they're yeah. not doing a big fireworks show. Wow, we missed the uh, opportunity to lock in the pyro people, and so no big fireworks show this year. But they will. They will have some fireworks. Why has it got to be? So last year, Dave. You got a they, truck. Last year, Dave had, this, Dave had this party, and they went out there shooting fireworks, and they caught the golf course on fire. Oh. Yeah. Was I there last year? Where did we? I don't remember. I don't think you nah, were No, we were year. in. We raced somewhere. Indy. Indy. Yeah, we yeah, were in Indy. It was July 4th. Yeah, and it was on a Saturday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were in Indy. Yeah. Kind of wasn't fun. Um, so, yeah, Lee Road America and haul butt to Dave's house. Perfect. Done. We've had some good Fourth of July parties. Brad used to do a really good one. Like, it's the most fireworks I've ever seen in my entire life. So, and and I'm talking like unloading it in his garage. From it took up a complete garage stall in his Holy his cow. house. We so it was awesome. Long Island, you couldn't you couldn't have fireworks. They were illegal. So you had to buy them out of state. So we went and raced New Hampshire. I was with Joey Hartman. I'll never forget this. So it's like Fourth of July weekend. It's like Monday or Tuesday the following week. So we're going to load up. We're in New Hampshire. We can buy fireworks up there. We're going to sneak them back in. So we load up the bed of Joey's pickup with every firework you could imagine. So you had to take the boat back from. So you'd end up taking the ferry from uh, New London, Connecticut to Orient Point, Long Island, which is the very end of Long Island, North Shore. And so there's a bar that we would always stop at, believe it or not. So we go to the bar and proceed to light off every firework that we've got in the back of the truck at the bar four days before 4th of July. So the 4th of July party got canceled because we had no fireworks left. Brilliant. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. And keep your eyes open uh, around Atlanta. OfferPad's going to maybe do some really exciting things around there. Stay tuned. Done. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? Freddie. Uh, my more than fast moment was actually slowing down. Uh, <laughs> Bubba and Kyle. Are you did... giving it to yourself? Yeah, hell yeah. I didn't <laughs> go to myself. Bubba and Kyle, they did it. I mean, uh, but Bubba and Kyle saving fuel this week. Uh, just how meticulous it is and how how much work goes into actually doing that uh saving three laps of fuel is a lot kyle had a little bit less but that'll be my more than the fast moment was uh kyle getting a win us getting our first top five i mean i i don't think my more than fast one is going to be kyle because i wrote him off and i don't think he saved i don't think kyle saved much at all i think he was hammered down because he kept pitting and topping off and doing all that for them restarts and stuff so to do what he did right there is pretty impressive. He definitely he saved a lot, like in front for with about twenty to go, and then took off with about fifteen to go. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm to to have no first and second gear and 
and uh, still pull off that win. My more than fast Xfinity X5 moment is going to go to our friend Bernard Pollard for uh, how fast and how elaborate he celebrated, how quickly it got on social media. Uh, had him on the show last week. His enthusiasm is second to none, and uh, he's just all around great ambassador for the sport right now. I can't wait till he hits Freddie. <laughs> it's going to be sooner than later, bro. <laughs> That needs to happen. Keep talking trash about him. We like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork to make the dream work and the strategy to win. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot! Time for What an Idiot! Brett? Easy. we got to have the same one. This I one mean. is so easy. I'm glad I get to go first. I am sitting in a hotel room in Asheville, North Carolina, awaiting a, a baseball tournament to start. And I've got the Tour de France on live. And I watch <laughs> this lady hang this cardboard sign out and smile for the camera while the field is rapidly approaching where she's standing. And this idiot doesn't even give any regard to what is coming. And she proceeds to wreck the entire Tour de France field what an idiot. So everybody just give – we'll just write that off that we're all going to give her the award because that was about as dumb as it gets. If I'm going to have a secondary one, I've seen a lot of people complain about Paul Tracy in the in the uh, SRX race. Whatever, he's an idiot. I'll just write him off anyway. But how about the guy – I don't know if you saw this last night. Alex Bowman tweeted that he bought his team, guys – Tacos? Tacos. He bought 48 tacos from Taco Bell. And – I don't know if he got a door dashed or went and picked it up or whatever, but there was a note in the bag that said, this is mad disrespectful, bro. There's only three of us in here working. Well, God what? forbid you have to do your job. What an idiot. Like, <laughs> what an idiot. And how was he supposed to know that? Jason, your generation is so screwed. I don't know what happens to the world 20 years from now with you clowns. that won't know. You want to work, and I appreciate that, but the majority of people your age don't know what work means. How do you... Get mad at somebody for he got he got paid for giving you business. <laughs> and honestly, if you he he probably was gonna probably would have tipped well too or oh, something. Sure. I mean, you do yeah. that. And, yeah. Hey, man, good job for Alex getting his team tacos. This is and stuff. this is a big message to all you parents out there. Get your kids in order because somebody raised this yeah. kid to be an Make idiot. tacos at night. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, uh, my idiot's gonna go to uh, and Freddie will know more about this but we were at this racetrack on saturday and we literally sat there and watched him run about 10 to 15 pace laps oh, at this place because this guy parked on the track because he had oil on his windshield and he could he decided he couldn't see that good when they give you time to go into the pit road into the pit area there and do whatever you gotta do this guy parked his car on the racetrack actually unbuckled leaned on his door this is after about eight laps of sitting there he unbuckles leans out takes his knuckles wipes his windshield off his hand then gets back in buckles up and it was probably 15 laps of caution we sat there and watched this guy nevin george okay that guy um and <laughs> he sat th- i mean we literally sat there and, and 
the official, I mean, walked over to the car a couple times, and you could hear the guy, hey, just wipe my windshield, because some guy old the track down earlier in the race, like lap two or three, and like, at this point, I didn't even care if the official wiped his windshield off and let him go, because we were all sitting there for so damn long waiting, waiting for this guy to, to just move, and I'd have towed him off. If it's like, that bad, just go in the pits. Just go in the pits. He didn't want to give up his position when clearly the race can be won from the back. So then, of course, what happens? So this guy gets out. He does it. He wastes all this time. Well, let's guess what happens in the next caution. Somebody else does the exact same thing driving Wentz's car. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, so that's the guy I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about the guy, the X, the parked in four. Yeah. There, there was a guy that did it before that. Part that he stopped his car at the start-finish line, got out, leaned on his door, didn't touch the racetrack, I guess, because I guess that's a big thing if you do that. Wiped his windshield off and took off. Well, he did it in about seven, eight laps. This guy was like 15. So who is this guy? Uh, I don't know his name. He drives Wentz's, uh, the Wooly Bully car, I think. <laughs> okay, now I like him. So not an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. big, <laughs> big fan. But come on, man. Just pit. I've got a bonus wooden idiot this week. I forgot about this. I have to go to the summer shootout for the next two nights. Why? Because Tommy Baldwin got suspended from Legend Car Racing. <laughs> For what? I think Tommy, I don't know if How do you many get suspended people, from Legend Car Racing? Many people know this or not about Tommy, but he's, going to. he's a little opinionated sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and he's really and he's not, not very any, shy. Any, about, any, any, any ain't scared. He's not shy yeah. to tell you. So I guess something happened to last race and... His kid, Jack, who's been racing there for a year now or so, he just started racing. He's about 18. I think he just, he just graduated high school. Uh, his son, Jack,'s been racing over there, and something happened where they got into it. And they just, Tommy went around and told everybody how they're not teaching these kids the right way and, and they need to do a better job. But I'm sure he used different language than that. Yeah. And uh, so he got a two week vacation, from what I understand. So me and Doug Campbell and Ryan Priest are going to take Jack over there today and tomorrow. And uh, get him tuned up and keep an eye on him, make sure nothing stupid happens. Oh, but. Good thing you're taking Doug. He'll be a <laughs> tell you who all the hacks are, <laughs> which will be everybody but him. We're still trying to figure out who's going to drive the hauler over there. I don't know. Uh, it'll be Take interesting. Turns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Tommy said, who's going to spot? I said, we're just going to change off every Wait, quarter. Wait, what do you like mean a hauler for a – how big is a hauler? Tommy's like probably his modified hauler if I had to get not, – not a, not a stacker. I was going like to say, geez, trailer. car the, racing. That'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun for the next couple DBC of days. Picks. Freddie and TJ both take the win with Larson and Chastain. We had a stellar day respectively. yesterday. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. But Fred is Freddie is still leading. Fred, Fred. Freddie <laughs> is still <laughs> new name. Oh my gosh! How about I pound the fence with Larson and still beat you guys? <laughs> Time to make picks. Freddie's up ten to five to five now. Brett and TJ tied tied for last. Tied for last. Who goes first? Brett, you are up first. Road I'm up America. first. Uh, Road America. Most of these guys have not been before. Uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a limb here with Chris Buescher. I'll take A.J. Allmendinger. I'll take Sendrick. Wow, that was the fastest we made picks. That was a good one. All right. Well, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Tune in to Road America. This it's going to be, be fun, man. That's uh, It's going to be awesome. And if, be you're a good go- weekend. if you're going, tweet us some pictures because that place is If you're going, amazing. bring me a beer to the... To the cheese curds and stand. cheese curds, <laughs> yeah, bring cheese curds too. Yeah, have a great week, everyone. We're out. Word.
check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.